Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production for Gore Caldwin, which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out big news. Guys, for those of you who are believers in the future of electric vehicles, you have to be, you have no choice. It's a paradigm shift that's coming. Then you have to believe the future of nickel. And if you do, then you're going to love this interview with Terry Lynch at Power Nickel because he's got, quote, one of the best nickel holes reported in recent history. That's a big statement. We're going to talk about that. For those who are new to the story, here's a little bit of what you need to know. The company's aiming to become Canada's next low-carbon, high-grade nickel mine, and they're doing that as a result of the acquisition they made of the NISC project. 80% of that project from Critical Elements, pretty big company, uh, Critical Elements Lithium, who's focused on their lithium. So the goal is to supply low-carbon class one nickel to developing the developing North American EV supply chain. The NISC property itself as a large land position with numerous historical high-grade nickel intercepts. It's even got a historical 43101, but that's being updated right now. And like all great resource projects, it's in a neighborhood, it's in a jurisdiction with three other battery metal companies, including Critical Elements, Galaxy Resources, and Namaska Lithium. For those who don't know about nickel, it plays a crucial role in lithium iron batteries. We know that. Uh, and demand is driving prices through the roof in 2020, in 2022 here, or 2023 here, sorry, up more than 33%. The company's drilling. They've got great results. That's the news we're talking about. Terry, from your car in between meetings. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, George. Great to be here and happy new year to you and to the listeners. It's going to be a great to day. you and to all your shareholders. Yeah. Hey, so we're talking from the car, by the way, really quickly, because you're you're moving and you're on vacation, even though it looks nice and sunny. You're on the yeah. move. You've got meetings, yeah. right? Yeah, you know what? I mean, obviously with being, you know, get, we got great news, you know, today and lots more coming and we're massively undervalued. So of course the job is to get out there and, and meet investors face to face and in many other ways to communicate our investment proposition and uh, get the story out. That's, uh, you know, we got to get people who don't know about Power Nickel and how massively undervalued and how big this project can be. So that's my job. Job number one right this year is to make people aware of what we're, what we're doing here. Well, the big statement, you know, usually sometimes people get lost in these results. They, you know, you know, drill results, intercepts, all that. But you're making a bold statement. So I want to talk about first, quote, the continued extension of hole 22009 makes it one of the best nickel holes reported in recent history. Man, that's bold. Talk to us about why you, you know, the numbers behind that and why you feel that way. Yeah, you know, there was a... uh... Uh, you know, happy to post up uh, uh, maybe on my uh, Twitter page later. The there was a, a LinkedIn post where they ranked like the top ten nickel holes in the last year, and we were ranked number ten when we when we had the twenty five meters. And now, obviously, we've extended that to forty. That would move us up the, the list quite uh, quite a lot, close to the top, especially when you factor in the grade and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a banger of a hole, and and uh, you know, nickel sulfide uh, hold. Uh, you know, so that's probably like 1.6% nickel EQ or something like that. That's massive over that size of a jurisdiction, you know, in terms of, of mass. And it's 150 meters from our, our known resource. So that's going to add, you know, significant tonnage, you know, uh, you know, that's like $400 rock. And if you added a million tons, think about it, you know, it's, it's a big number. You've already got th historically 3 million tons measured, indicated, inferred uh, from a 2009 43-101. Uh, what, what's your goal ballpark? What would you like in this phase? Cause I know there's going to be a couple more phases, but 
what, what's your yeah. next goal? Where do you want to get so, this? So, so, so the guidance we're, we're giving folks is that we're, we're basically saying that, you know, between the drilling we've already done, the drilling we've got coming, that we feel comfortable that we're going to be commercial after this round. In other words, we'll be updating wow. our Ford 101 at the end of, uh, end of uh, you know, June, full metallurgical everything. We think we'll be, you know, at that point, we'll probably be in the 8 to 10 million ton range. That's enough to make this commercial. And I think that, that there's, that would be an amazing accomplishment and a big win for our shoulders if that was the end of it. But that's not going to be the end of it because this this is a nickel sulfide discovery, and and basically every nickel sulfide mine in the history of the world has always been multiple pods. So that's the way Mother Earth seems to you know burp it up. And right. It seems to be like little pockets of of nickel, and so and right now we're working this like basically a one kilometer area, and we'll we think we're going to get between eight to 10, 12 million tons some in that zone. So that's one pot. There's almost you know unless we're the first one in history, we're going to find more pots. So our guys feel like this is ultramafic deposit, just like Lynn Lake was, which is 22 million tons, just like Boise's Bay is, which is over 50. So we think at the end of the day, we're going to be between 20 and 50 million tons. And that'll put a B word on this thing. That's the unicorn number. So, I mean, I mean, I'm, I can't get any more excited about, you know, what we're doing and where we're at, and how it's going. So, I mean, obviously yeah, it is what it is. And, and, the, and the important part too, the other element that people need to know is, you're in an amazing neighborhood. You're in a great jurisdiction because you know, there's no point in George Com Nickel having this massive nickel project. It's out in the middle of nowhere that you can't get to, and it's going to cost me a billion dollars to try just to yeah, talk to us about the jurisdiction yeah, and why yeah, you're so yeah, pleased that, about that. that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, a, several factors, right? Political risk, we're in Quebec and Canada, so no real political risk. Community risk, this, this area is, uh, you know, the Quebec government's done an amazing job working yeah. with the Aboriginal groups in Quebec to educate them on the benefits of mining. So as a result, in, in our case, the Cree are very pro-mining and, 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 and uh, critical elements who we, we acquired the project from has made a deal with the Cree. And we actually, all of our drillers, you know, drive on, a, you know, on the four-lane highway up to our site and they stay in the Cree resort while they're drilling. So we've got great community relationships. We're building four four mines in the in the region. So great support there. So that's fantastic. I mean, we're right across the road from a major Hydro Quebec substation. So this is going to be the greenest nickel mine in history. Starts at the surface. Right now we're down to 400 meters. You know, so it's you can drive to it off tarmac, off pavement. I mean, you know, in mining, as you know, we can we we get to some boondoggly spots where it's really hard to get to from here. But uh, here we are, and we, you know, we sort of, uh, you can drive to it and stay in a hotel. And, and I think it'll be one of the easiest commercial projects to develop uh, going like forward. We can so literally go to Timmy's for lunch, come on You can back. literally go to, yeah, we're like, we're literally about uh, seven, eight clicks away from an airport. So it's, wow. uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and that's a monster advantage because we've seen other projects in the past who have reported big numbers and they say, well, because it's out in the middle of nowhere, we still need a billion dollars just to bring it to life. And then it well, dies. That's the problem. And that's the good thing about this is like, you're probably looking at commercialize a mine like this is maybe 250 million, uh, of which you have to maybe have 60 million or so in equity. So, well, you know, generally a commercial mines, like if you look in our, in our PowerPoint pitch, we, we talk about some of our, our, our comps, you know, people that we would sort of say, here's what we should be, be sort of compared to. They're basically ranging from about, I would say 150 million us to 500 million us. And they're down like, Everyone was down last year, 30, 40%. So 
that's what a commercial nickel mine is worth to start. Okay. And so we think we're going to get to that level once people realize we're commercial. Now it may be people, maybe it waits until June until we update our 43101. But I think as people get to understand what we're doing, we, we post our, our drill collars. We also allow, we posted all of our drill collars so people can model this deposit themselves. We're not trying to fool anyone here. We're very transparent. So people will model it and others and many have. So as, as people begin to understand how big potentially this can be, you know, I think that gap's going to shrink, you know, so the market gap's going to go up in my view, but, and, and I could only evidence that by putting my own money in. We, we raised 4.2 million last November and the Lynch family was the biggest investor. So, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. We really believe in this deal and we think it's going to be a huge home run. Um, does critical elements share your level of, enth- uh, by the way, I sh- first I should say, Terry, good on you for putting your money where your mouth is, because again, in the small cap world, a lot of you know, George Com widgets wants to talk a big game. We're going to sell all the, but there's no, I have no skin in the game. I'm just trying to get other people to do it for me. And, you know, it's not as believable. So the fact that, you know, Lynch Inc., you know, the, the Lynch, <laughs> Irma Lynch, Familia Lynch yeah. is with their mind in line. That's great. Does critical elements share your enthusiasm for these results? Because they still have 20%. They entrusted yeah. you with NISC, you know, when other, yeah. everyone was vying for it. How do they feel about this? Yeah, they're very, they're very psyched. They haven't sold a share. They're they're keener than ever on the thing. You can talk to JS, and he'll tell you how uh, excited he is about the project. I think, and uh, I know we've we've had several conversations about it. So, uh, I mean, they're he's he's so busy, obviously, you know, with uh, you know getting uh, you know critical to production. Really, I think that's they're about to make you know some sort of a deal that will get them in production. And uh, you know he's been he's been just swamped on that, but uh, I know he's happy with the results and, and uh, pleased that that we're executing as we uh, sort of talked about doing. You've got a massive tailwind in the macro world of nickel because governments are pushing for you know, electric vehicle mandates, which means pressure is coming on companies to you know to find the nickel and get the nickel. How does the macro nickel story look today? Uh, and what do you expect it? What do you expect out of the next 12, 24 months? Yeah, I think you have to look at nickel as there's really three primary markets, right? There's China, Europe, and North America. Within those markets, there's really a market for class one nickel and then, then class two and recycled nickel. So uh, the two drivers in nickel are urbanization, which is people moving from you know villages into cities and 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 and, and, and uh, condos and buying basically pots and pans, fridges and stoves. That's stainless. So 70% of the nickel market is stainless. That's uh, the urbanization side of things, growing at 6% compound annual growth rate. Right now, because China was on a slowdown, the, the Chinese market was basically a little bit uh, uh, soft. And so there's uh, oversupply of class two nickel in, in China. You know, it's not coming here, but it's, it's there. Class one, also a slight oversupply over there. Uh, Europe is basically in a... Uh, tight situation where they basically have limited class one nickel, especially now that they're not buying from Norilsk and, and uh, class two is in both balance. North America is basically a slight deficit on class one and, and about a balance on class two going forward. The expectation is that uh, this year is probably going to be about the same. I, I think that pr- the reason why pricing has sort of been moving up is that the inventory levels of nickel are at all time low. So what's happening is companies are saying, hey, 
I don't want to get the supply chain disruptions too costly. So I'm going to take nickel in the inventory and just have it there. So that makes the nickel market very sensitive right now. So, but I think from the supply and demand long-term curve, if you look two or three years out, there's a widening gap on nickel, especially class one nickel in North America. So we're getting calls like routinely now from nickel processors, from the trading companies, Everyone wants class one nickel. If you've got a viable project, class one nickel, you're going to be the prettiest girl at the ball. So that's where we're at. Well, that's a good thing because you and I are not the prettiest girls at the ball. So no, we're not, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're past that stage in this, but we want this to be the prettiest girl at the ball. Yeah. Gary, what's the plan? If, if, if the, everything is great uh, with the four through one to one in June, you get the numbers you're looking for. We know you want to keep expanding it, but at some point, are you going to partner up with a big company to to, to mine yeah. it? With, what, yeah, what are you going to I do? mean, I think we run it in tandem. So basically, uh, this is just the first pod. So we think there's, you know, probably 24 months worth of exploration that we can do here in terms of adding, you know, to get to the 20 to 50 million ton total size. And then you de-risk it by doing the PEAs and the PFSs and stuff like that. Traditionally, these projects, when they're sold, uh, effectively, they're sold really at, you know, PEA or PFS or somewhere in between there. Okay, so that's one pathway. We've, we're, we're having conversations with people on the processing side who are saying, hey, we can come in here and fund you through production and, 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 and uh, wow. you know, partner and do. So we'll, we'll explore that. We certainly would never try and build this thing ourselves. That's not our expertise. We're very competent at finding nickel. And I think we can de-risk it in terms of the PEAs and PFSs and stuff like that. But to build it, that would be a totally different animal. But, you know, if somebody makes an unbelievable deal to joint venture or something, I guess we'd consider it, you know, but who knows in this nickel market? I can tell you one thing. It's, you know, like the the processing guys, they get like paid, man, right? We get LME, they get 150 plus LME. So it's a, it's a different animal out there on that. So you'd have to, you know, you have to look at those things. But uh, at the end of the day, we're going to have options. And I think that's what's key. And I think that's what maybe people are missing here because I think that, hey, you guys are stuck down here at 20 million market cap. How do you get there? You know, you're going to have to raise money. You know, after this round, we're going to be basically commercial. We can cut, you know, offtake deals. We can cut different deals. So we won't have to necessarily go back to the market. We can go around the market. So these guys that have shorted our stock, they are going to bleed. So that's, uh, that's when you happen. say cut off take deals there, Terry, does that mean you actually you'll actually be getting cash in with these off take yeah. deals? They got to put some money up front. Oh, yeah. Uh, Problems you're going to yeah. deliver them. <clears throat> yep. So safe yep. to say, Terry, I mean, look, every every company has a weakness. Not every company has, you know, is 100% bulletproof, but it feels like you're it feels like power nickel right now is in the strongest position it's ever been. And I'm I'm struggling to find out what the real risk factors are outside of the generic, the general risk factors of all exploration. But, you know, what, what do you talk, what, yeah. what keeps you up at night when you think about risk? Uh, you know what? I, I mean, the, you know, you're, I, I get, I guess, uh, until the money's in the bank, you're always worried about that, but we're fully funded through the end of June. So we, we think we've got, like we, we released that result today, every three or four weeks, we'll be releasing more results, more assays. So we'll be going to be very, news heavy cycle here for the next six months so at some point in time you know the market is going to recognize you know how uh how undervalued this is and and bid it up and 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 then i, I mean what you'd like to do from a optionality perspective is you really want to finance with money investors really uh when you're in this growth phase so that you can maintain 
optionality. When you ultimately decide whether you sell the project or you JV it or something like that, you want to have all those cards at completely unencumbered. If you enter into a transaction too soon on offtakes and stuff like that, that reduces your optionality. Yeah, so that wouldn't be something we'd want to do. It may be something we're forced to do if the market doesn't respond, but it's not something we'd like to do. We'd, we'd certainly like to have the market respond. And we think it's about us getting out there, using people like yourself to get the story out. Eventually, investors will start to realize this. And, you know, uh, I don't know when this thing is going to turn off and, and, and go forward, but I don't think 2209 is our best hole. So I think our best holes are coming. And that's, wow, a, that's saying that's something. Yeah, that is saying something. So, so I, I, you know, yeah, we've said this before. So it's not, I'm not, you know, breaking news other than to say, hey, you know, we, we've, we've maintained that we're really happy with the results of this drill program. We think there's some, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to get to a commercial stage. So, I mean, when people eventually start to believe us, you know, then, then I think this, uh, you know, this thing transforms. Terry, I know uh, you're running into a meeting, so we got about one minute left here. Um, when do you think we'll have you back? Because it sounds like we're going to have you back a lot. Drew results are going to be coming out steady. Um, and and how how optimistic are you uh, from a not 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 a unicorn optimistic in terms of you have to be good CEO, but you know how yeah. confident are you in what Power Nickel is going to be able to deliver in 2023? Yeah, I mean, we feel really comfortable that we're going to be able to deliver a great uh, 43101 update, and that'll that'll position us to be perceived as a commercial uh, nickel sulfide project, and uh, that's step one. So you start there and 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 go from there, and then I think step two is to show that hey, this thing has got legs, and it could go from you know eight to ten million tons to twenty to thirty million tons, and who knows? So I mean, that stuff that's harder to predict because we don't have the science on that yet. We can see the science on the eight to ten. The other stuff is basically understanding how these deposits work globally in, and, 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 and what, what should happen. But, uh, and we've got some cool stuff tech-wise coming on, on on the hunt for that, that that'll be coming soon. And maybe that's what we'll be talking about next, George. Well, you know, uh, Mother Nature doesn't offer, is, is not inconsistent, that's for sure. So there's a good chance that after you get to the 8 to 10 on this pod, you're going to find others and can't wait for that. But in the meantime, just on what we know now, Congratulations so far, Terry. Great result today. You know, bold statement. One of the best nickel holes report in recent history. Good luck in your meeting. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to have you back, my friend. Okay, but take care. Cheers for now. Bye. For everybody at home, you've been watching or been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Terry Nickel, Terry Lynch, CEO <laughs> of Power Nickel. <laughs> That's what happens when you rush these things. PNPN in Canada, CMETF in the United States. To get your due diligence started, if you don't know about the company, hop onto the profile page of Agoracom. It's all there sitting nice and pretty. Get that great and foundational knowledge and then head over to the company's website and do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.